0: Reintroducing the Iced Apple Crisp Oat Milk Macchiato from Starbucks. Now with Starbucks Blonde Espresso and Oat Milk, layered with flavors of apple, cinnamon, and brown sugar, and topped with a spiced apple drizzle. Welcome back, fall. Order today with the Starbucks app.
1: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. A somewhat, uh, what shall I say chastened, and contemplative, E.G., this time. It occurs to me that every time I open the creaking door, well, not every, but most times, I let in danger, fear, bat wings and vampires, terror, and a thousand other unnamed nightmares to haunt your dreams. This time, I thought I might change things a little and bring you some light and happiness,
2: along with, of course...
1: A mystery.
2: There is no need for our special masquerade any longer, signorina. You are right. I am not Mr. Godwin. Then who are you? A man with a purpose. You can see that I have exchanged the champagne glasses for it. A gun? Which I would not hesitate to use. I am a desperate man. So, just keep walking. <laughs>
1: mystery drama Masquerade was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Paul Hecht and Marion Selby. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. I suppose there have been more observations made on happiness than almost anything in the world. Anatole France said, what we call happiness is what we do not know. Don Marquis said it was the interval between periods of unhappiness. But for this story, let this definition suffice for the young man who will bring it to you. Happiness is not having what you want, but wanting what you have.
3: My name is Henry Carter Lodge Cabot Godwin IV. I have far too many names and far too much money. But then I wasn't responsible for either of those conditions. The name, I cut the cap. The dough, although I've gotten rid of it in chunks, still seems to roll in. I've been a tennis bum, a member of the jet set, a compulsive gambler, a copy boy, beat reporter. Now I'm sort of a roving correspondent in Europe. Most of my roving has to do with a woman named Lucia Perugini. If you don't know her, where have you been? She's not only the world's greatest soprano, she is also a most fabulously beautiful woman. The only thing that's wrong with the whole deal is I can't get her to marry me, and here in Rome, I've caught a cold.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Buona fortuna. What? Gesundheit.
5: Oh, why did you say so?
4: I prefer Italian to German.
3: I'm kind of partial to Italians myself, especially the feminine...
4: Yeah, keep away from me. Why? You might be getting a cold. Are you? I don't think so. Well, I hope not. Just in case. Scoot out of my dressing room like a good boy. Do
3: I see you after the opera? Oh,
4: not tonight, Gab. I'm very tired.
3: Yeah, so am I, of chasing you all over Europe. You realize we only have two more nights in Rome before you take off on tour again?
4: But we'll make tomorrow a big night. Have it served for two.
3: You mean we can be alone?
4: Carissimo, idiota. Have you forgotten? What, Lou? I wish you wouldn't call me that. It's your name. Do you have to keep reminding me I'm a nice little Jewish girl from Brooklyn? <laughs> Why do you keep buzzing around, Cab?
3: I love you. I want you to marry me.
4: That's I love you.
3: But you don't want to marry me.
4: Give me time, man. I've got a career going here. Aren't you satisfied with what we've got?
3: Nope. I don't want to share you.
4: You want to own me?
3: Well, not exactly.
4: Hmm. Would you care to define that? Okay.
3: Put it this way. Tomorrow is our last night together. I thought. Uh, since you're not scheduled to sing, couldn't we just do something together for a change?
4: Darling, that's just what I thought we'd do. So?
3: Why didn't you say so?
4: Because you seem to have forgotten just what it is we're going to do together. Well, what? Tomorrow night is a masquerade. The great masked ball given by the Conti and Contessa degli Capetto. Everybody who's anybody's going to be there. And aren't you going to escort me? <laughs>
3: Oh, I was stuck for something as out of date as a mask ball. Lucia is a vision of loveliness as the last of the Capulets, the tragic and exquisite queen of romance, the Lady Juliet. The soft glow of pearls in her net cap is put to shame by the shining gold of her bare shoulders. Her waist is impossibly small above the great flare of her full skirts and her eyes. Dancing through her mask are alive with romance and adventure.
4: Oh, cab! Isn't it fun? The air is full of excitement and romance. Can't you sense it?
3: Well, the only thing I sense is the pungent odor of mothballs, even through my coat.
4: Oh, my poor darling! Aren't you having a good time? Huh. Now smile, yeah. smile. I can't. Why?
3: I'm afraid my beard might come unstuck. <laughs> With Lucia as Juliet, I had been cast as Romeo, but I balked at tights and brocaded shorts. Instead, here I am perspiring miserably in the high crinkled boots in the yard upon yard of brightly colored but heavily woven material that used to sway the three musketeers. I forget which one I'm supposed to be. The one with the beard, whatever his name was. My cold is getting worse, and I'm finding it hard to remember my own name. Oh! <laughs> What am I apologizing
4: for? Oh, don't be silly. This is a dance.
3: This is a dance?
4: It's a minuet.
3: Oh. Now,
4: take my arm.
3: All uh, right. Circle. Uh, I'll try, but you're talking to a square.
4: <laughs> All right, uh, darling. I'm going to leave you now. What?
3: I'm not bad at dancing. <laughs> no.
4: It's just that now it's time for us to change oh. partners. Oh, it's great. Who do I draw? You lose a decent lady with the wimple.
3: I got news for you, Lou. That's no wimple. Every bit of it is hers. Oh, that is too, too solid flesh would <laughs> know. I've got
4: news for you, darling. A wimple is a
2: hat. Signorina Perugini. <laughs> you know me? I thought this was a masquerade. Uh, no disguise could hide the beauty of the signorina.
4: My curtsy is not only for the dance, but for the compliment, mi contest.
2: And I bow to your curtsy. <laughs> but uh, you know me?
4: Oh, who in Rome does not know the Conte Capesto. Besides, if you remember, you and the contessa greeted all the guests as they arrived. And I think you are the only one.
2: That's the party. <laughs> well, then, I hope my guys will keep your handsome musketeer from stealing you back, if only for a moment. <laughs> you are, after all, the belle of the ball. Ah, oh, I wouldn't
4: say so. That honor belongs to the comtesse. I see also she's wearing a fabulous capetto pearls tonight. To a woman, they are an invaluable
2: asset. Ah, uh, possibly. But to a man, their main asset is their value. One is always worried that they will be stolen. That is the reason for the Carabinieri at every door. No one can leave the ballroom without identifying himself. I hate to embarrass my guests, but alas, such precautions are necessary.
4: Well, but should I admire them, I promise I shall not steal them.
2: <laughs> you could be almost welcome since there is something I wish to steal from you. Senior Conte, really? I mean, <laughs> only a small favor. Uh, after the minuet, uh, will you sing for us? Oh, if you wish. But for now, Chow,
4: I must return to my bold musketeer. Well, cab, my darling, how is the lady with the wimple? Oh, a A horror. <laughs> No way to speak of our hostess. That's the Contessa? Oh, brother. I <laughs> she choked you.
3: <laughs> For one moment, I thought she would when I got all tangled up with a rope of phony pearl she's wearing.
4: Phony? Phony? <clears throat> Those are not fake. They're a genuine article. They've been valued at over half a million.
3: Hey, that's real heavy dough. And they suit her to a T. <laughs> How'd you make up with our Italian monk?
4: You mean our host.
3: Well, it is the Conte,
4: isn't it? None of that. Except that since this is the night for disguise, he's supposed to be Savonarola. He looks (laughs) more like
3: Rasputin and acted that way.
4: He was all over you. Oh, he was only asking you to sing. For your supper? Oh, knock it off, Cap. This man spends a lot of money supporting opera. The least I can do is show some appreciation. All right, honey. When? Right after the dance. As soon as this one ends.
3: Does it ever?
4: Oh, poor baby. You're not enjoying yourself very much, are you?
3: Lucia, baby. I'm delirious with dejection. <laughs> I'll tell you what.
4: While I'm singing, you get two glasses of champagne and meet me by that door right over there. And as soon as I'm through, we'll sneak out of the gardens for a little while together.
3: Now you're talking my language.
4: Maybe while I'm singing, you should have a glass yourself to lift your spirits and fight that cold. Have no
3: fear. I got it all figured out. Now, there had to be some reason for these musketeers to wear these hip-hugger boots. What? The way they droop, who's going to know I'm smuggling out a special bottle for each of us when we run through the guard? (laughs) I'll meet you at that side door after your second encore. You're
4: not going to try to smuggle out bottles of
3: champagne. Just a joke. A poor one, but mine own. I'll settle for a glass in each hand. And as long as I can have with you alone.
4: Our champagne already. Shall we go? Sure thing. Oh, your cold sounds terrible, darling. You want to go home? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, maybe some fresh
5: air will help. Excuse me, Ah, uh, No, no, Signorina. It is you who must excuse me. Uh, as you see, I am of the police. It is necessary that you must identify yourself before you go outside. You don't know me? <laughs> it is to laugh, of course. Even with a mask, who could not know you, Signorina Perugini? But I have my orders, so per piacere. All right.
4: I have raised my mask. Now are you satisfied?
5: Oh, satisfied, oh, no, bellissima signorina. Only blinded because I have looked on the sun. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Please pass. Oh,
4: my companion, with a glass in each hand, is my my fiancé. Shall I take one of the glasses so he can raise his mask? Oh
5: no 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 no. no. If you are the most loved at the ball tonight. This man with you is the most hated. Hated? Well, he is, everybody knows, the American of your choice. So why should not every other man hate him?
4: Oh, thank you, Signor Carabinieri, for your lovely compliment.
5: Thank you, Signorina, for your lovely singing.
4: Now, where shall we go, Cap?
5: Down the steps behind the trees. There's a little piazza.
4: I'm so worried about you, darling. You really are sick. You just don't sound like yourself. Your voice is so strange. (gasps) Of course. You're not dead.
2: We won't need this champagne anymore. Or this special masquerade. No, I am not sure, Mr. Goodwin. Who are you? Just a man with a purpose. You can see that I have exchanged the champagne glasses for this. A gun? Which I would not hesitate to use. Lovely as you are. I am a desperate man, so keep walking. Across the driveway and around behind the Lombardy portals. That's it. Don't try to do anything foolish. There. Now, sit down. What's the purpose of all this? What are you doing? I'm starting to the chair, so you give me enough time to... You escape what? with what I have stolen. Uh, and now, before I gag you... Gag me? I steal this so much a better way to seal the lips no. of such rare, no. loveliness. No. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> it, it should be enough, but for my safety... You lousy Italian bum, you can't get away with my... it. My I... apologies. It is the only way I can get away with what I have to.
3: There are certain aspects of great romantic novels which are never conceived of by the normal reader. For example, the simple function of going to the bathroom certainly never entered my mind as I gulped down all the excitement and thrill of reading The Three Musketeers nor would I care about such complicated problems as the voluminous and inefficient clothing if it hadn't kept me away from Lucia. That, and the stupendous irritation and frustration that, leaving the bathroom, I discovered that the lock was infinitely more efficient in closing me in than in shutting the rest of the world out. If I had known what trouble Lucia was in, I would have broken the door down, but considering the company I was keeping and a certain feeling of decorum I contented myself with shouting hoarsely and hammering on the door. I didn't feel all that urgency. But then how could I know what was happening outside the bounds of my private prison?
1: Fascinating thing about locks. They are constructed to shut people out. Wouldn't you say? But uh, then, of course, there is the whole pattern of other countries where they are constructed for exactly the opposite reason, to lock people in. Do you suppose as dignified a citizen as Henry Carter Lodge Cabot Codwin could be in such a position except by accident? I shall return shortly with Act Two. our hero locked in a small powder room and her heroine tied up and gagged on a romantic moonlit patio. Why? Ah, since this is, after all, a masquerade and a fantasy, ours not to reason why and wait for the time-honored custom of the unmasking, an undertaking which the police are busy with now, having found Lucia and released her from her bonds.
5: And this musketeer who left the ballroom with your signorina... Now you say that you are certain it was not the Signor Godwin.
4: When I left the ballroom, I thought he was.
5: Thought? Well, didn't you? The the Signorina will remember that we took your word for it and trusted you. He did not, of course, lift his mask.
4: But that's beside the point. It wasn't you, Cab, was it?
5: No, no. Uh, Well, where were you? In the powder room. And what were you doing there? What else? Combing my beard. Cab, Don't make jokes.
4: Is that really where you were?
5: Uh, that is where he said he was. But I was. For over one half of the hour? <laughs> really,
3: senor. I wasn't there by choice. Somebody locked me in. Locked you in? Look, I went to get the champagne. I was feeling lousy with this cold, and I saw this little joint under the stairs, and I went in to take a couple of aspirin. When I started to leave, the door was stuck. It wouldn't budge. If I'd had any idea what was going on, I'd have broken it down, but I didn't. So I started hollering till I got forced. First, I gave that up, and I said to myself, what the heck? Somebody else would eventually have to use the facilities and let me out. Uh, just as I was ready to bust the window, which was too little to climb through, I hear a kind of a click at the door. Uh, in came the police, and that's all I've got to say.
5: <laughs> uh, that's just about all I can say. Uh, let me offer you another throat lozenge. Uh, thanks. <laughs> uh, it is because there is a great deal more you must say. Like what? How is it that with no problem at all, we opened the door and found you? I told you, someone opened it again. I suppose whoever locked me in. Well, but how did you get back into the palazzo again? I was never
4: out. Don't you understand? The same person must have locked Cab in, and masqueraded as Senor Godwin, and left the room with me.
5: Mm-hmm. Then uh, where did he go?
4: But I told you, after he tied me up and gagged me, I heard a car drive away.
5: <laughs> but, Signorina... We have checked, and it is positive that no car left the grounds of the palazzo since the ball began. Well,
4: then I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Why is all this so important?
5: Hey, don't look now, baby, but somebody has made off with Countess Capetto's necklace.
4: Those fabulous pearls?
5: Oh, si, signorina. a mere bagatelle. They are, after all, only worth 30 or 40 million lire. <laughs> Lou, honest
3: to Pete, I think you blew your cork. I mean, why did you ask that comic opera cop to give you till midnight to return the necklace? What
4: else could I do,
3: Cap? Well, sit tight. Let them search everyone. Either the necklace will be found or it won't. So, So what? What's it got to do with us? We didn't steal it. But the police think we did. Or rather, you did. Oh, come on. I don't care about them. But you don't by any chance think I concealed the pearls beneath my curling mustachios, pretending they were my smile of romance, and then ducked into the powder room and disposed of them by means known only to myself. Oh, well, of
4: course. Now, don't be ridiculous. This what? whole mess is no joke. What the police think is what counts at the moment, and they think we're in this together. Well, the best thing to do is to catch the real thief, and I know who he is. You do? Yes. Who? the other musketeer, the one who wasn't you, whoever he was. Oh,
3: great. Well, that solves the whole thing. I look, baby, please, would you do me a favor? Would you just lay back and let the police find him?
4: I don't think they will. Why not? First of all, because they already have you and me. And secondly, because they're very important people at this ball. And the police have to move very carefully not to go stepping on any official toes. And third, because they don't really believe there was another musketeer. And last but not least, I have certain weapons and methods of attack that are not open to the police. Oh,
3: like, for example? I mean, just what do you have that they don't have?
4: Something I didn't tell them. He used a very distinctive cologne. Well, why didn't you tell them that? Because you can't describe a scent. You can only smell it.
3: You're not trying to tell me you're going to start running around the dance floor sniffing at all the men like the hound of the Baskerville.
4: <laughs> not everyone, darling. Only the ones that you pick out for me.
3: Lou, Lou, I have such a cold, I couldn't sniff out a skunk in a rose garden.
4: Don't be a goon. I'm going to sing again. And while I'm singing, you'll do the circulating.
3: Sidling up to guys and sniffing. I'll get my head handed to you.
4: Oh, all I want you to do is line up for me all the men of the same height and build as yourself. And, and they have to be American or English. Then what? Then I'm going to dance with them until I spot the right one.
3: Well, suppose he's not wearing the cologne anymore.
4: Well, there's still one other way I can tell him without fail.
3: I think I'm braced for it. Okay, clue me in.
4: The man, the one who pretended to be you, before he gagged me, he... He kissed me.
3: Well, that's the first decent gesture. Hey, 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 wait, wait a minute. You think I'm going to let the girl I want to marry run around kissing every guy at the ball?
4: No, darling. Just as I said, the ones you pick out for me.
3: Lucia went off to make arrangements for her aria with the orchestra, and I started flushing the game. It was easier than I thought. Europeans in general are shorter than my six feet, and since most of the men there were VIPs, they carried a good bit more flesh on them than I can claim.
2: Signores, signori, ladies and gentlemen, yes. we are most fortunate. The signorina Lucio Perugini has graciously assented to sing for us ah. one more. Ah. So please, 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 per favore, savor your applause until after you have heard the glorious. Sempre Libre from La Traviata, as only Lucio Perugini can sing.
3: By the time the floor had been cleared, introductions made, and Lou was starting to sing, I had all the possibilities lined up for size. I got it down to 11 possibles and one probable. My favorite was a guy from Texas who offered to beat my brains out while the lady was singing. Well, Cap. Hold it. Let's go out onto the balcony. Unless that's for Bolton.
4: When in Rome, darling? I told you I prefer Italian. Close me, Betty. It is? Yes. It's just the way you say it. Now, let's go out on the balcony. Well, any luck?
3: I got a little list. A nice round dozen.
4: Was it too difficult,
3: Kat? A breeze to an old, hardened private eye like me. <laughs> now here they all are, check for height, weight, and nationality, either English or American. As for their choice of perfume, they could reek of attar of roses or skunk cabbage for all of me. My nose is as stuffy as my Boston heritage. The rest is up to you. Oh, thank
4: you, darling. Don't be mad at me. I don't think, I don't think you're mad. I just think you're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just mad. Oh. I mean, I hate to be made a fool of. All right, now, come on.
0: Let's get back inside. Now,
4: how do we do this? We start dancing. Well, we're on our way. And now what? No. Always permissible to change partners at a masquerade. Well,
3: that's a cozy little custom.
4: Uh, Are you jealous? Not me.
3: My girl is your girl. Your time
4: is my time. Oh, quit hacking around. Now tell me, who's the first?
3: It's up to you. Uh, How about the Englishman in the brown velvet shirt and collar? Looks like early Beatles or Christopher Sly or
4: something. (laughs) That isn't something. That's supposed to be Lord Byron. Oh,
3: pardon me. I thought he was little Lord Fauntleroy.
2: Now, I must say, old oh, girl, I'm smashingly glad that we got sort of, or uh, uh, well, whatever you say, uh, cut in. I don't say, but why? Were you bored with your other partner? Oh, what I say now, that that's not exactly the sort of question one can answer, don't you know? Why not? Well, I, I mean, after all, she is my wife. <laughs>
4: oh, course. Well, um, stuffy in here, don't you
2: think? Well, uh, up until now, yes, but Oh uh, no,
4: I... no, I meant it's getting a little warm, don't you think?
2: Oh, yes, yes. Now, now that you've mentioned it, things do seem to be getting sort of uh, hot.
4: Well, maybe some air. Should we go out on the balcony?
2: I say that would be jolly. After you. Thank you. Oh,
4: isn't it romantic?
2: Yes, yes, yes. Bracing. But I say, I mean, as long as we're not dancing, shouldn't we sort of... Uh, let go of each other?
4: Why? Now that we've just found each other.
2: Ah. Oh, yes. Well, well yes. Uh, there, There is that.
4: Two great lovers of history alone together. Juliet and Lord Byron.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's quite super.
4: Can't you sense the aroma of my perfume trailing in the night?
2: Oh, well, I, I mean, yes. It's a delicious odor that. And
4: you. Uh, all the maleness Honest, sincere, demand.
2: Well, I hope I... I, uh, You know, my wife says I should use cologne, but it seems sort of girlish, don't you know? Uh,
4: Forget it. Byron and Juliet alone. Uh. Hold me closer, Lord Byron. Don't be afraid. No one to see us, just us. Now, kiss
2: me. Well, I say... Jove I believe I will. Oh, thank you. That's all.
4: Please take me inside.
2: Oh, dear, look here. Did, did I do something wrong? Oh,
4: my dear Lord Byron, or whoever you are, nothing wrong. Not for a moment. What time is it,
3: Captain? It's almost twelve. No luck with number eleven. No, oh, he wasn't the man either.
4: Who's
3: left? Uh, my favorite suspect, a guy from Texas. Uh, yeah, there he is, in the lion skin.
4: What's he supposed to be dressed as? My
3: well, guess is Samson. Oh. Look, Should we knock off this craziness? No, just let
4: me finish what I started. Just got one more chance to bring it off.
3: What gets me is that with this big guy, a real chance might be just what you're taking.
5: And I've been giving you the eye all evening, gorgeous. But I didn't think I was getting through to you. So when you cut in on me and suggested coming out to the balcony, <laughs> and I can tell you, you could have knocked me over with a fellow.
4: Oh, I'm sure it would have taken a lot more than a feather to knock you over, Mr. Samson.
5: Samson? Yes, and that's me. Just looking to get up and get the joke, huh? <laughs> Samson? Oh, see the starting stripes? Uncle Samson, now you get it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I wasn't thinking of only your costume. Oh, yeah, yeah, you mean old build, huh? Yes, sir, where I come from, they build us king-size, Texas. Great place to build you up. Only, uh, we got another side. us Texans don't believe in too much build-up if you get my drift.
4: I think I get your
5: drift. Okay, gorgeous. Now, let's do that little thing, huh? Let's drift. Hmm. Weird and sugar, huh? try tried again.
4: Oh, one kiss from you is more than
5: enough. <laughs> now, don't you kid yourself, honey. Where I come from, a man never gets enough. Wait, no. No, you big <laughs> well, ape. Hey, dang, you yeah, wanted to find yeah. out something. Now, don't, 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 don't you ever kid old Sam. Now, I, I, I don't know what you wanted to know, but here's what I have got to show you. Sweet. Let me. I thought I'd better check up. It was taking too long. I
4: don't know as long as it seemed to me. Let me go, please. Oh, come on now. The party's just getting
3: started. Right? Uh, your mistake, bud. For you, it just ended. Oh, now, just a moment, Yankee. Would this Johnny Reb be annoying you, ma'am?
4: Matter of fact, he's begun to annoy me no end.
3: Oh, yes, there is. This is the end.
4: Oh, oh. oh God, what a beautiful
3: right cross. Yes, wasn't it just Take a look at Mr. Sampson. <clears throat> I just slew him with his own jawbone. <laughs> So none of them were the guy, eh?
4: No. That guy you sought for the last possibility. I'll have to give up. I'm glad. I'm not. Carol, we're still technically under arrest. What are we going to do?
1: A good question. Not that one can consider any serious danger for our hero and heroine. Still, she is a front rank soprano. And fair bait for news stories and every gossip column. Particularly when her name is linked to as illustrious a one as Henry All the Names Godwin. But infinitely more embarrassing to Cab and Lucia. Who is getting away with what and why should they end up the Patsies? I shall return shortly with Act Three. this story with some quotes about happiness. It's a fascinating thing about quotes. Just because they come neatly packaged in those neat little apostrophes, we tend to accept them as absolute dicta, true and totally believable. But are they? For example, the source doesn't matter, but here's a quote. It is not easy to find happiness in ourselves, and it is not possible to find it elsewhere. Believe that, if you will. But it would be hard to sell that belief to Lucia Perigini or Cabot Godwin right at this moment.
3: What are we going to do? By Lou, honey, there's nothing to worry about. A necklace has disappeared.
4: And everyone thinks we stole it. But
3: we didn't. Now, once everyone is searched, it'll be found.
4: You know you don't believe that. Whoever took it planned this. The necklace is gone. It disappeared. So if it has, we're home free. Not quite. You forget that I'm news in Italy and some other countries. And you want nobody either. Well, I'm
3: glad you finally noticed that. Now will you marry me?
4: Oh, Cab, will you stop trying to be funny? I was
3: never more serious in my life.
4: I'm damned if I'm going to give up yet. I'm going to find out some way. shh,
3: shh. Conte is on the way. If that guy makes one crack
2: about... You hold it. Ah, there you are, Signorina Pellegrini. I have been looking for you.
4: Oh, really, Il Conte? Why?
2: It is nearly midnight, and I must claim one more dance with you. Will you do me the favor?
4: Under the circumstances, I'm not Uh, sure. The
3: signorina is very tired, sir. I don't think that she has anything to add. No,
4: no, no, Cab, uh, let me speak for myself. I'd be delighted to dance with you, Alcante. A waltz, perhaps. Would you ask the orchestra to play a waltz?
2: If that is your desire, of course. I will tell them i return for you. What is it?
4: It's him. That's the man. He is wearing the cologne. But he's too short.
3: He's Italian, not American.
4: Why would he steal his own wife's jewels? Yeah, please don't ask questions. Just get the policeman, okay. the one who wants to arrest us. Get him to hide with you out there on the balcony somewhere. Well, what are
3: you planning to do? I'm going to
4: bring the Signor Conte out there. And I'm going to prove to your satisfaction that he is the man who stole the necklace. And if I can, I'll recover it. <laughs> Mmm. Smell the lemon trees. How lovely out here. Ah, yes.
2: But uh, you did not like my dancing, Signorina? Oh, did, did I say that, Signor Conte? No, but why do you bring me out to the balcony?
4: But at a masquerade ball. Why do a man and a woman usually retire to the balcony?
2: Ah, to make love. To make love. I am Flattered by the invitation, but, uh, but puzzle. No need to be. Why me, Signorina? Why not, Signor Conte? There is a young American with you that everyone thinks of as your lover.
4: Ah, oh, a singer hasn't any lover? My young American has a cold, and I must avoid him like the plague. <laughs> You've asked me to sing for you twice. You're a lover of music, and I must love you in return. Ah, surely you joke. No, where love is concerned, I do not joke. And you're a patron who can help the opera. So a favor for a favor, Signor, I am in your debt. And I like to pay my debt, so... We make love?
2: But here... No, no.
4: Here we only seal the bargain
2: with a kiss. Signorina, it is an invitation no man could refuse. That
4: is the second time you have kissed me tonight. What? The first time you were dressed not as a monk, but as a musketeer. And my
2: hands were tied. Well, they were not tied this time, Signorina. Which is so nice because what? What's that for? To even a score for all you have put me through this evening. Very well, then. Since the score is even, are you quite finished? Oh, no,
4: Conte, no, I'm just beginning. We have some business to discuss, you and I. Business? Yes. Unless you want me to tell the police that you stole your wife's necklace.
2: Oh, don't be ridiculous. How could you prove such a thing?
4: Oh, it shouldn't be hard. You gave the Contessa her sleeping draft before the ball, didn't you? And then when she got sleepy and had to go to a room to lie down... You sneaked in and stole the necklace. And then you changed your costume to a musketeer's one and turned your monk's robe inside out to serve as a cloak and used me as a cover to get out unrecognized.
2: You are almost convincing, signorina. (laughs) But then what did I do?
4: You pretended to drive away and you parked your car on the other side of the palazzo and you removed the beard and you changed back into your monk's robe. I suppose you hid the costume under that loose garment while you sneak back into the house. By a secret passage, perhaps. No, I doubt that. The servants' quarters would serve. Why would they notice your comings and goings? After all, you're the host.
2: And what did I do with the necklace?
4: That is what I want you to tell
2: me. Why don't you ask Signor Godwin where it is? He
4: doesn't have it and you know
2: it. The police think he does. I am not under suspicion.
4: Oh, why would the police think that Cab would steal a necklace? (laughs)
2: He is a very heavy gambler. His losses have been quite large at the tables, and you are a very expensive woman, Signorina, whom he desires, but uh, perhaps cannot afford. And as you told me, and other people have overheard, you desired the necklace very much. You oh, won't get away with it. Oh, come! Even if your little romance were true, you can't prove. It. Are you quite sure? At least I could raise enough
4: doubt to hold up the insurance money being paid to you. You wouldn't like that, would you, Signor Conte? Only the necklace. You can have the money. As you say, I have admired it. Maybe a better word is I covet it.
2: I want to own it. But you promised me also you would not steal it. But I didn't. You did. Very well. Suppose between
4: us, I admit it. Very well. And then suppose you give me that necklace.
2: I am afraid that is beyond my power to give you. Why? (laughs) You see the little cross about my neck and what it hangs from? There is your necklace. But those are only glass beads. Correct. You wash imitation pearls in acetone and the poof, like that, the illusion is gone. The coating dissolves and you are left with nothing but the glass beads. Imitation pearl oh yes, Signorina, I stole the real necklace some time ago and replaced it with a cheaper replica. I had to have the insurance money to pay my debts, and for all this time, I have lived in terror that they might find out, or even worse, my wife, I kept on gambling, hoping to make money, but I lost. My only hope was to have the imitation necklace stolen in such a way that I could correct the insurance on the real one. So, now you know everything. I will gladly pay for your silence as soon as I have the money. Ten, twenty thousand, you can name your own price. I will name it right now. Cab,
4: Signor Cabanieri, you can come out of hiding now and arrest him.
5: Signor Conte... Regrettably, I must place the handcuffs on you.
2: Chicos. as Why?
1: You two-timing
2: little... You double cross me. I should have... Basta, basta, senor. Andiamo. Yeah. Yeah, for Pete's sake, let's get out of here.
4: Oh, signor Conte.
2: Yeah? Now, I
4: am satisfied.
2: Why, you...
3: Drop dead. You mean... The Count is an American?
4: No, not quite. He grew up in America. He used to be a bass baritone, pretty good, when I was a little girl. I suddenly remembered that I'd seen him in an English version of Madame Butterfly. He played Sharpless, the man from the American consulate. Uh-huh. His American accent was flawless.
3: And then he came back and married the Count
4: Contessa? No, no, no. He was married to the Contessa all along.
3: You mean his title isn't phony? Oh, no, of course
4: not. The Italian police aren't that stupid. Only the pearls were phony.
3: There's just one thing I don't get. What? How could you have thought a little guy like him could be my
4: height? (laughs) Oh, Carol. He's a little old-fashioned now, but there used to be a phrase my father quoted, just because he wasn't all that tall. You, too, can be taller than she is. You mean like elevator shoes? Well, today it could be clogs or cowboy heels, Cuban heels, you name it.
3: Elevator shoes. His boots were built up.
4: (laughs) If you tried them on, you might be playing in the National Basketball Association.
3: (laughs) That league, I'd still be a shorty. What's that? Midnight. So we just made it under the wire.
4: It signals other things, Cap. Like? Like it's time to unmask.
3: I'm glad it's time to get these things off.
4: It's the custom at midnight. Oh,
3: great. I'm tired of being any number of things I'm not. I've
4: got the same feeling. You have? Yeah. I'm ready to throw away so many old habits.
3: Me too. I I promise you I'll give up the gambling. eh? Who needs it?
4: I can understand. For once, I had to make a big gamble. And you
3: came out ahead?
4: I think so. Then
3: that's the time to quit for both of us.
4: You mean as long as we come out winners? That's the notion. Don, let's have a good, hard look at you and me. There is still one other custom at a masquerade. Uh Whatever girl you're with at midnight, when you unmask, you must kiss.
3: You mean I have the inside track for once?
4: For all time. If that's what you want. Sure. Can you look at me and doubt it?
3: Well, I'm not the first this evening. Oh.
4: Which doesn't exclude you from being the last. And how can you deny me, Cap? What? Oh, face it. With the exception of the Count and the nice policeman. You're just about the only man at the ball tonight I haven't
3: kissed. (laughs) You can face something yourself. If I do kiss you, I'll be the last man you do
4: did I ever say
1: there was anything wrong in that. Sometimes I get letters saying that I emphasize the macabre over just plain mystery, or vice versa. It's a matter of selection. What I try to bring you time after time for your enjoyment and escape are stories that are fascinating, that contain unforgettable characters and reflect honestly on the human conflict of life. I shall be back shortly.
0: Home do-it-yourself projects can be as simple as one, two, three. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you that True Value Hardware Stores offer one, two, three Rockwell power tools for the low price of $24.97 each. Get the basic remodeling tool, Rockwell seven-and-a-quarter-inch circular saw with telescoping safety blade guard. It features a powerful 5,800 RPM cutting speed and adjustable depth and angle scales. Or get Rockwell's variable speed jigsaw that cuts wood, light and heavy metals, and plastic. The fingertip speed control and tilting base make it the ideal tool for the home hobbyist. Or get Rockwell's double insulated orbital sander. It flush sands on three sides and provides two-handle control. True Value Hardware Stores offer Rockwell power tools for making do-it-yourself projects as simple as one, two, three. Choose the circular saw, the jigsaw, or the orbital sander, just $24.97 each, at participating True Value hardware stores. And remember, True Value, that is more than just a name. It's their way of doing business.
1: Did Cab and Lucia marry each other? I can't and don't want to answer that. Each story I bring you, I feel, has its own resolution. Or if it doesn't have that, entirely, it is not for me to resolve it, but you. After all, it is a subjective thing to relate a story, not to evaluate it and decide its meaning. Its purpose and its resolution is strictly up to you, the listener. At the end of it all, you must make your own selections of right and wrong. That's the urge and thrill of a story, that it brings an audience alive, and the characters that live in it as I hope this one is done for you. Our cast included Paul Heck, Marion Seldes, Ian Martin, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.